Hello and welcome to another episode of The Ballot Box. So this week we're continuing our two-part look at the 2021 Valentine's Day elections with the Kosovan parliamentary elections, which, as with the Catalan elections that we discussed last week, took place on February the 14th. This was a really fascinating election, I think, for all of us. Um, it saw in a system of proportional representation a party gaining nearly half of the overall votes um, and a party which had previously had kind of limited um, involvement in the government of the country before. Other than that, Kosovo is obviously a really interesting country because whether I can use that word country is quite disputed by around half of members of the United Nations. Do you want to, Christian, you've been uh, been looking into this and you see you have a a regional kind of southeastern Europe-esque uh, expertise as well to a certain extent. So do you want to do you want to fill us in a little bit on the background of, of Kosovo and how these elections maybe fit into that uh, the region's sort of troubled history? Kosovo is one of those um, parts of Central and Eastern Europe which, where the lines between nations become incredibly blurred. Uh, so within the minds of Serbs, um, Kosovo is an incredibly important part of their nation. It's where they view their nation as being born, um, and, um, and, and, and whereas for whereas it now has an ethnic Albanian majority. So of course that has created famously um, divides between two sides, which led to um, war in 1998, 1999, um, which saw international intervention on behalf of the Kosovans. Uh, and Kosovo became a protectorate of the UN. And, uh, and in 2008, Kosovo unilaterally declared independence, which, as you mentioned, has not been recognised by numerous states around the world, including uh, Russia, um, China, and also Serbia itself, which still claims Kosovo as an autonomous province. During the period in which Kosovo has been democratically run, um, Kosovo has been generally dominated by parties which came out of the Kosovan Liberation Army the KLA, um, who fought the war with the Serbs. Um, so um, the, uh, the one that was most particularly linked to the KLA was a party called the PDK, the Democratic Party of Kosovo. Um, the, they mostly competed with the LDK, the Democratic League of Kosovo, <laughs> who um, were formed out of a... a, a, a a KLA-aligned faction who um, felt that the KLA was too violent. Um, and most of the other parties in Kosovo um, have some involvement with the KLA. So in recent years, there's been a, a party called the Alliance for the Future of Kosovo, AAK, um, who are led by a former KLA leader. Um, there's a party called the Social Democratic Initiative, um, who uh, essentially split from the PDK because the PDK used to broadly be seen as a centre-left party, and um, they wanted to keep that inheritance. Um, and so 
those parties and that have dominated Kosovo. Kosovo is a very poor country, although its economy has been growing um, fairly rapidly since 2008. Um, it's a country beset by f- uh, very high levels of unemployment. Uh, um, officially, um, unemployment is almost at 30% right now. It's a country where um, institutions are very weak, although democracy is generally seen as fairly transparent and quite fair. Um, there are problems with media um, in terms of um, in terms of censorship. Um, there is a the courts are seen as controlled by the government. Um, and the civil service is prone to patronage, corruption, and generally speak, and Kosovo has a massive problem with corruption, which um, has become um, notorious um, uh, locally. Um, since um, about 2005, Opposition to the system has kind of come to be associated with a party called self-determination. I did look up how it was, just, uh, how to pronounce it in Albanian, but the video guide I found on it said had someone below it saying that's a terrible pronunciation. <laughs> so on that basis, I've decided to just call it self-determination, even though it's usually rendered um, in its Albanian name in English language sources. Um, it's um, and it's rooted um, in protest movements that began in Kosovo against the uh, against po- uh, politics. It's led by a former protest leader called Abun Kutu, um, and it first landed itself in parliament in 2010 when it won a, um, about 12% of the vote, and it's broadly been increasing its vote since then, at election after election until eventually in 2019, it became the senior coalition partner in a government with the PDK. Um, This turned out to be incredibly shortly lived. The um, government ended after 50 days um, because of infighting between between Kuti, who had become the uh, prime minister, and the uh, PDK president, Fachi, who's a former um, PDK P- prime minister, uh, former KLA leader, um, who, uh, uh, who um, has been accused of involvement with organized crime in Kosovo and has been linked to war crimes by the KLA. Um, the uh, this infighting was encouraged by um, the Trump administration, who um, actively uh, actively supported a no confidence motion in Kurti, um, and this resulted in the collapse of the government. And a coalition was formed between every party in parliament, apart from. Um, self-determination and actually the PDK um, as well um, so the the Democratic League ended up leading the government um, and they 
signed a deal as the Trump administration desired. So the Trump administration was essentially looking for some foreign policy wins in the context of the 2020 election. Um, Self-determination and Curti are very hardline on the Kosovo nationalist question. Um, So, um, and the Trump administration wanted the Kosovans to sign a deal with the Serbs in in Washington DC to use as a demonstration of the Trump administration's foreign policy prowess. It's worth saying as well that the EU was, from what I can tell, extremely annoyed with this series of events. Um, um, and to some extent, the EU has been very involved in Kosovan politics. Uh, Kosovo is seen as a kind of potential future member. The EU is basically trying to encourage both Serbia and Kosovo towards eventually join, uh, joining as um, members in their own right. Uh, and they're trying to grease the wheels for that. Um, but they're kind of taking a very European Union softly, softly approach. Um, over a long period. Kosovo uses the euro as its currency. Um, obviously, it's not able to participate in the European Central Bank, but uh, unilaterally uses the euro nonetheless. Um, it, it, and, and the goal of kind of European integration is seen as quite strong in Kosovo. So, uh, and this move by the Trump administration was extremely controversial in Kosovo. Um, it was described as a coup by Kurti, and that is the line that his that self determination have stuck to. Obviously, it's a it's a little bit arguable in the sense of ultimately the other parties in parliament did vote no confidence in in Kurti's government um, of their own volition to some extent. And the infighting was happening anyway. There was also a lot of arguments at the time going on about coronavirus. Um, Kosovo had quite low levels of coronavirus at the time that the no confidence motion happened. But the justice ministry was under the control of the PDK. And the justice minister wanted to announce a state of emergency, which would have given significant powers to Fachi. So there were kind of other things going on as well as the Trump administration's pressure. Nonetheless, it's been kind of widely seen as foreign interference in Kosovan politics. Um, Whether or not you describe that as a coup is obviously arguable, but it's it's clearly the case that uh, Kosovans did not take kindly to this series of events. Um, The new government subsequently fell in November because um, one of the the MPs that had voted for it, and it had a majority of one, um, was found to have previous, to have an outstanding conviction um, for corruption. And um, so the Constitutional Court um, ruled that the investment joke vote, sorry, the investment vote was um, unconstitutional. So that resulted in the election that we have now. 
which has broadly speaking been um, been portrayed by self determination as a referendum on the old guard of Kosovan politics versus um, what they see themselves as a kind of new guard attempt to kind of rejuvenate the nation. Yeah, so I want to like ask a little bit about the um, the, the results and the, the reason, because obviously you say this was a um, treated as a referendum by self-determination. Um, I think that we can say that they won that referendum. Um, yes, pretty convincingly. Quite, yeah, this is quite a huge... Considering this was a country where the two main parties were receiving like somewhere in the 20% all the time, um, mm-hmm. self-determination has won um, around 48% of the vote, um, which yes. will translate into a, an absolute majority of the ethnic Albanian vote, I would have thought. Yes, it's, they, it looks like they're going to get about 56 out of um, 120 seats mm-hmm. and 20 seats are reserved for national minorities with 10 going to ethnic Serbs and the other 10 split between other groups um, such as Bosniaks, Romani, um, uh, uh, ethnic Turks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, b- broadly speaking, um, yeah, they've clearly won an absolute majority of mm-hmm. the of the um, of the vote and they'll put and they'll almost certainly being able to form a government with the um with the minority parties which they'll need to do anyway because the um kosovan constitution states that at least one minister needs to come from the serbian minority and one minister needs to come from another minority group so um they'll have to they'll have to make a deal with those parties anyway yeah what 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 is um what is this like uh, huge victory being um, attributed to? Because obviously, this is a party that has quite a clear like left of center at least profile. Um, mm. Has a clear anti-corruption profile. Has a clear like um, elite, like Albanian nationalist profile or his Kosovo nationalist profile. Um, and then also has um, I think you already mentioned popular leadership as well. So is is there any of these particular that have been particularly attributed to victory or i mean it's a mix of all of the above really mm-hmm. um f- first of all kuti is, is um one of the most popular politicians in albania the other most popular politician in albania is um a, 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 a woman called oman who is omani sorry who is currently serving as the acting president um she's the speaker of parliament um but um, the president, Fachi, ended up resigning his post um, due, to, um, due to demands from The Hague that he stand trial for war crimes. Um, so he's um, gone to the Netherlands to fight those. Um, Armani is the second most popular politician in the country, um, and, and she's incredibly popular and and she's an interesting figure because she was previously a member of the LDK um and is officially a political independent now um and she formed a and the way that self-determination has described this 
is a kind um their electoral list is as a joint list between them and her um so she's been given a very kind of prominent leadership position the um unwritten um the kind of unwritten implication is clearly that she will become president um because kosovo has a an indirectly elected presidency um the um which requires two-thirds of the vote um in parliament on the first two rounds but on the third round a simple majority is sufficient so they'll certainly be able to make her president if they wish to and um Kurti will um, become the prime minister um so uh, so between them they will be able to kind of govern kosovo as a duopoly um so that uh, popular leadership is definitely part of it um they've got a kind of clear program around splitting up big monopolies in kosovo which have been kind of linked to clientelism towards corruption um so um that pr um, programmatic element and it's probably fair to say that self-determination are unusually programmatic for a kosovan party obviously they do have quite popular leadership um but the party is seen as more of a programmatic party than other um kosovan parties who've historically tended to be seen as um as much more personalist, much more clientless parties. Um, so in, in those terms as well. Um, and it's also, it's, there's also that clear element of um, Kosovan nationalism, which self-determination represents. Kurti is very um, bolshi about um, Kosovo's place in the world. He said that there will be no he said that he believes there can be no compromise with the Serbs. Um, he um, he has talked about rewriting the deal that was drawn up in um, DC last year, um, albeit it's a very thin deal anyway. Um, and one of the um, one of the and in many ways the most major element was that. Um, the Americans got Kosovo and Israel to recognize each other with part of that deal being that Kosovo would base their embassy in Jerusalem, which of course is famously controversial and particularly so when you remember that Albanians are a, a largely Muslim population. Um, so in... Um, so broadly speaking, it, 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 it's a party that very clearly leans into almost all the parts of what the Kosovan electorate seem to be looking for at the moment. Um, and, uh, and the older parties um, from wherever they sit on the spectrum have broadly been speaking, have been seen as increasingly the same they're seen as quite right-leaning, quite technocratic, um, in hoc to international observers, um, and not really standing up for Kosovo. And so I think, in, in, in the, it, as I say, it all kind of aligns together. But yes, it's a very strong vote for the values that self-determination seems to represent.
I have lots of questions, but actually one that came up, um, because I mean, I, I confess my ignorance of um, Kos Kosovan or Kosovarian politics, but I was really interested to- Kosovar is- Kosovar, uh, oh, Kosovar. Typically- Kosovar the, politics. Yes. Wikipedia um, is Kosovan parliamentary election. Kosovan is also used. Uh, <laughs> so Kosovar is typically used for uh, when speaking of Kosovans as, a, as an ethnicity when you want to kind of detach them from Albanians. Oh, so is this uh, a, like a Bosnian, Bosniak thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's a very, very broad question, but um, so I know that in Kosovo, the US and the European Union have kind of, they vie for influence over mm. politics there. Um, and I wanted to see how that maps on, or wanted to hear about how that maps on to elections and whether or not um, foreign foreign influence also has kind of a backlash from from voters. Um, I, I get the sense. I, I, when... I think I think that is the case here. Yes, um, and and that's part of what was powering self determination. However, self determination are broadly speaking pro European. Um, and and pro-American. Um, interestingly, Curti actually took a kind of slightly unusual step for a CE political leader um, in the US election, in that he explicitly endorsed Joe Biden for president. Um, which, although as I say, that is unusual, it, it kind of it makes complete sense in terms of the particular interactions that Kosovo has had and his party has had with the Trump administration um, that he would, um, it's, it, it goes without saying why in the aftermath of what happened in Kosovo last year, why he would prefer Joe Biden to Donald Trump being as president. Um, uh, broadly speaking, the party's seem unified on on most foreign policy objectives as i say the major difference being that Curti is so much more rambunctious with his view on the serbs which i mean it's to some extent this election has been described as pushing back progress in terms of um a rapprochement between kosovo and serbia it's worth remembering that progress has been extremely slow anyway. Um, and the current Serbian government is itself largely descended from, uh, from Serbian nationalist groups. Um, it's um, parties which, Although those aren't the parties that form the government now, many of the people involved have been in the government have been in parties in the past who were implicated in in Serbia's wars across the Balkans. So, um, and Serbian nationalism is very strong within wider Serbia society. So it doesn't seem it doesn't seem particularly likely that Serbia was on the cusp of agreeing to. A, deal with Kosovo in which it um, became recognised, albeit um, some of the stuff that is in the um, deal from last year is, is 
clearly not completely meaningless in that it creates certain economic links between Serbia and Kosovo and and um, places that are on the path towards um, a kind of EU initiative called Mini Schengen, which is basically an idea to create a kind of borderless Balkans amongst those Balkan states, which are not currently in the EU. So essentially ranging from Albania to Bosnia, but also obviously including both Kosovo and Serbia. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, I don't think Kurti is in a, a position that is going to be especially uncomfortable for either the current American administration or the European Union. Um, he, he obviously poses some difficulties to a future rapprochement, but as I say, it doesn't seem like there was going to be much in the way of progress anyway. And and broadly, and, and the fact that he, the fact that he endorsed Biden, in a sense, points to the fact that he is pro-American, broadly speaking, when, when he views the American regime as not interfering with Kosovo uh, to an unacceptable degree. Yeah, because well, because Al Albania, prop Albania proper is very widely known as being extraordinarily like pro-American, pro-NATO, um, also pro-European. Yeah. As, yeah. as it's worth saying, see states throughout Europe generally are. Mm. Um, um, there's a few, such as Hungary and Serbia, which broadly flirt with kind of more pro-Russian sympathies. Mm. But broadly speaking, um, Broadly speaking, uh, CE states tend to be very pro the West mm -hmm. for fairly obvious reasons. Um, and and given that, given NATO's role in in liberating Kosovo from um, uh, during the war, I realise that liberating is a very contested term, but <laughs> but from the point of view of Kosovans. Um, I mean, this is one of the things that's famous about the aftermath of the Kosovo War here is that um, many Kosovan, that um, after the war, a very popular name for Kosovan children became Tony Blur. Because the popularity of Tony Blair in the country. Hmm. Um, Doesn't Alistair Campbell like advise the current Albanian government? Yes, he yeah. he, advi he advises a lot of, and, and the Albanian government is is currently of a it's a socialist party government. So there's a kind of common thread of mm. of centre left, slightly national, um, centre left politics between those two countries. Mm. So um, Kurti will probably be well received in Albania. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, uh, and although. Uh, He'll probably broadly well received across the Albanian political spectrum, um, yeah. because the the, the centre right in Albania is broadly um, aligned with um, Kosovan nationalist sympathies as well. For yeah, quite obviously. I've I've just I've just thought of this now because I completely forgotten about this. So if you don't have answers to this, that's fine. But Albania has elections on the twenty fifth of April. Which they do. Is this going to? I mean, obviously, these are countries which are very, very closely linked. 
Um, will mm. they, does political events in one of them um, have much bearing in the other? And will this have any kind of effect on that? I'm not really sure. I'm not particularly hooked into Albanian politics at the moment, to be honest. Mm. Um, but um, I mean, broadly speaking, the two countries do tend to have um, close relations. It's also true that um, they have close relations with the uh, ethnic Albanian minority in in um, what's now called North Macedonia as well, um, which who are um, who who are very powerful and influential within Albanian politics um, in the wake of the civil war there um in the uh, 2000s um and um, and uh, are permanently represented in government um so broadly speaking it's it's probably going to have some emotional reverberations around the um greater albania diaspora as it were um but it's harder for me to say as someone who's not really an expert on Albania, um, uh, whether it will have political reverberations. And as I understand it, the Albanian government is very popular anyway. Um, the current Prime Minister, Eddie Rama, has, um, has, has, has um, generally speaking, been a very popular Prime Minister and um, continues to um, command very favourable um, opinion polling. Polling. So, in those terms, it may not be even something that we can tell too much because they're already so popular. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a, a there's a there's a coincidence um, that makes mm. uh, that makes the um, Kosovo politics appear very you know linked to Albanian politics, and that's that the leader of the PDK is coincidentally named as the very long-lived leader of Albania and Verhoja. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And, and I mean, I think Hoja is a, is a fairly common Albanian name. But yes, it's a, it's a funny little coincidence. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, it's, um, it's going to be an interesting few years for that region, I suspect. Um, uh, uh, the greater Albania sympathies broadly seem to be on the rise, albeit there doesn't seem to be much of a a release valve for them. Um, so it will be kind of interesting to see what effect that has on the wider region. Hopefully, um, hopefully they can be contained. Uh, I'm I'm fairly sure they can be contained in peaceful ways. The fact that um, North Macedonia has a broadly centre-left government as well, who similarly are not um, especially um, Macedonian nationalist compared to their main competitor. It's probably helpful too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, one of those things about how, especially in the Balkans, um, it's very hard to draw state boundaries which make people happy <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah it's a it's a big danger here um in fact one of, one of the things we should probably talk about to some extent is is the serb list the 
um, ethnic Serb party who um, dominate the Serbian vote and um, win uh, about uh, win and have won in previous elections all the seats and look like they're going to win all the seats again. Um, they've won more than five percent of the vote, um, so they passed the threshold and and um, it, it, uh, the national threshold as well. Um, and they're quite interesting in two different ways. First of all, because they have a very close relationship with the Serbian government and um, with the Serbian president in particular, um, and 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 because they um, and, and because they dominate the municipalities in the north of Kosovo that tend to be um, majority Serbian. And they are broadly accused of um, of repressing um, other Serbian parties in that part of Kosovo. They one of their leaders, I believe their vice president, was accused of involvement in a murder of another uh, a Serbian minority leader um, from another party um, recently. Um, uh, and they are accused of election fraud, including within this election where there's been allegations of um, double voting, um, sometimes even quadruple voting in Serbian minority areas. Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing to see with self-determination, because in terms of having a Serbian minister, which, uh, as I remind you, is a demand of the constitution. Um, the Serb list is going to be the only place that they can go. And uh, that's going to... Uh, and although uh, the Serb, Serb list has participated in the previous self-determination-led government, so they're clearly pragmatic enough to, to work together, whether that creates some particularly um, difficult dynamics might be an interesting thing. A, a kind of um, a, a question that might that might be relevant for for listeners and certainly relevant for me. Um, I get the feeling that Kosovo has competitive elections, credible elections, but it yes. isn't really. It, it still has some really kind of deep institutional flaws. So, mm. in terms of um, democracy in Kosovo like how how would you what would you consider democ uh, you know what would you consider the state of democracy in Kosovo in general to be i would describe it as broadly speaking a flawed democracy um so it, it generally I, it, I generally speaking if you look at reports on the country in terms of its democratic vitality um, elections tend to be characterized as broadly free and fair with concerns about the Serbian minority areas of the country. Um, kind of big concerns about the Serbian minority areas of the country. Um, media tends to be, so there is a pluralist media in, in Kosovo, but it's, it's tended, it tends to be described as um, 
as under a lot of pressure from politicians and business people to censor itself. Um, there uh, and the civil service in Kosovo is um, very prone to pa patronage and clientelism, and these are all things that you know self determination to a large extent wants to sort out. So it'll be a kind of interesting test of them of whether they can succeed in those elements as well as the other elements of their program that are perhaps more well known and perhaps um more widely uh and more uh, and, and perhaps also more the reasons why they were voted in um uh, and, and yeah institutions in kosovo are broadly very weak um it's a country of poor infrastructure um poorly um poorly functioning uh um, health systems which have been a big problem during the coronavirus pandemic which is probably one reason as well i'll be a lesser reason why uh self-determination won because um kosovo has a very young population for a european country um but despite that managed to have at one point um, it was described as the deadliest country in, in Europe to um, catch coronavirus, um, simply because if you did end up needing hospitalisation, the state of the healthcare system was simply not good enough to um, protect people. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and that, that's kind of... a a very good demonstration of how institutions in Kosovo are very weak, um, as well as corrupt and um, prone to clientelism and all the other things we've discussed. A case of uh, weak, weak institutions, um, competitive elections. Um, mm, yes. So, yeah. yeah, I think um, Charles Tilly would probably have some things to say about Kosovo where he's still with us. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Oh, yes. Um, so one thing to talk about as well um, is that um, there's some controversy over whether uh, over Kurti um, in particular, because he, he the Constitutional Court decided during the election campaign that he couldn't run to be an MP um, for the reason that, as has been said before, he's a very brash figure. Um, and so during some parliament, a parliamentary debate in the past about, um, about um, minority rights in Kosovo, he threw some tear gas along with two other um, MPs, and he was therefore given a suspended sentence. Um, uh, um, but he can still become prime minister because you don't have to be um, a MP to become prime minister in Kosovo. So um, that will be that's uh, that will be a kind of interesting um, test of institutions in certain respect as well. In terms of Curti is obviously controversial too. In some respects, he's um, landed himself in hot water in the past for um, over claims about um, letters that he'd written to Madeleine Albright. Um, he's um, got some relatively, uh, he's got some quite strident 
stances and he can be I think it's fair to say unpredictable in certain respects uh, so uh, in terms of self-determination's ability to um, to cohere itself in government it, and that will be quite interesting and, and particularly whether the party can live up to its promises which of course are quite um, are quite serious promises in Kosovo like a lot of CE states where democracy hasn't fully um, hasn't fully set itself in yet parties in Kosovo have a tendency to massively overpromise, um, but for a populist party um, like self-determination that can be a particular danger um, because of course the the part of the it's kind of built in with the other parties that of course they won't deliver what they promise because that's what the other parties are like um but self-determination is supposed to be different um and supposed to be a kind of new type of political force so if they fail to deliver on some of their promises along with Curtis possibly you know, if Curtis behavior causes problems for the party it, it might result in some backlash um albeit the other party seems so discredited right now it's hard to see where that would necessarily go oh one other thing is that um the election has broadly been commented on by both domestic and international observers once again a kind of recurring problem in kosovan politics that um minority voices have Broadly being squeezed out. There was a, mm-hmm. a, a a discussion by a local Kosovan NGO um, highlighting the fact that only 25% of speaking positions in the um, election went to women, despite the fact mm-hmm. that self determination ha- um, is co led by a woman. Um, it, um, it's been a very and in fairness to self-determination she's the first party leader for a kosovan party who um is um is female um and the party has had a sharper line on feminist issues than other parties in kosovo have historically tended to have there was an interesting moment during the campaign when the women's part the party came out to vocally talk about um, sexual harassment in Kosovo and particularly highlighted that there had been some sexual harassment within self-determination, which I I think in in a society like that, that is very patriarchal, I think is in some ways a good sign. It's obviously not a good sign that sexual harassment has happened within self-determination, but the fact that it's been spoken about more broadly it is a good thing both in terms of shining a light on those issues more broadly and and a reminder that just because a party has a more feminist edge doesn't mean it's immune to these things um it's also the case that um lgbt issues are very sublimated in, in kosovo um so that's not come up very much and of, of course um 
controversies around the national minorities to some extent too. There's an ex- always an extent to these things of if you have reserved seats for national minorities, does that let the other parties off the hook for not addressing national minority issues? And does that also create kind of um, angles for um, for corruption you know, um, in terms of there have been debates in the election about whether one of the candidates for one of the Bosniak parties was genuinely a Bosniak or whether he was an Albanian. Um, sometimes these lines aren't quite as clear as perhaps they could be. Um, uh, and uh, and so, you know, uh, and, and as well, um, one of the things that as someone who... Um, follows Romanian politics much more closely than Kosovan politics, where there's also a similar kind of um, set of protections around minority um, MPs. Uh, there's also always a case of um, minority party candidates can sometimes seem almost over-eager to support the government as so as to protect their own position. Um, and so whether in fact the minority MPs are in fact a kind of window dressing to make politics look more pluralist than it actually is. This was fascinating. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, this was really, 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 really interesting. Um, yeah, fascinating. It's, a, it's a fascinating little country, autonomous province, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Polity. Um, yeah. Um, I'll be so, one with a very depressing history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so that's all from Kosovo and all from us from this week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Next time is going to be another little podlet, taking a little bit of a week off recording. Um, this is a discussion about the about the rise of the of the pink wave and the left in Latin America, um, and how specifically how it relates to Ecuador that we recorded alongside our Ecuador discussion a couple of weeks ago. Um, after that, we're going to be back with another Latin American trip um, to El Salvador um, for the parliamentary elections taking place there on the twenty. Okay, so we'll see you all then. In the meantime, please do like and subscribe, rate and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast, and follow us on Twitter where we are at Ballot World. Okay, see you next time, everyone.